Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. And receptive to receive your word on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We will have a test on tonight. And I know everybody is prepared for the test that you will have on tonight. Let's give God glory for a test. We should be excited. Let me tell you why. Because when we're learning the things of God. Those things that we learn from him give us life. And as we receive that life through his word, we're ready to give it to someone else where they can get the life from the word of God. So we are his mouthpiece. When we get taught, we go out and teach others. You do not have to be a teacher in the fivefold to go out and tell someone the good news concerning the kingdom of God, the things that you are learning here in Clem School. And I think it's so awesome because the more that you can go out and minister to those that, you know, need to be filled. It's people that need to be filled with the righteousness of God. They're thirsty. And we can be the ones that fill them through the word of God. But how can you give somebody something that you're not going over yourself? So we don't want to take this lightly and just say, you know, I'm here. It's more than just being here. Anytime you come to any class and it's giving you information whether it's on your job, wherever it's at, you should um, obtain that information because eventually it's going to be a help to you and it's going to be a help to someone else. Let's don't get slack on God. I don't think none of us or the majority of us get slack when it comes to your jobs because you know. If you don't go over the materials or what they give you when changes occur, It's based on you getting a raise. It could be based on you getting some license in some type of area. So if you don't go home to study, they're going to know that you have not studied based upon what you put down on a test. God should be above what the world is doing. Because what you have and what you're getting from God is going to help someone to have that Zoe life. It's going to help someone to say, you know, I want to be a part of the kingdom, the kingdom that you are part of, the kingdom that gives me life, the kingdom that brings light instead of darkness, the kingdom that brings peace. Because every time you begin to tell me what you're being taught, it just brings so much peace to me. It just brings so much fulfillment. So I want what you have. And I do feel that the ones that's coming up in here, people know where you've been. They know the road that you travel because when you begin to teach what you have learned, because you're going back over what you have learned, people know where you've been. 
They know that you've been with the Lord. So please don't just come in here and take this lightly. I try not to take it lightly myself because it's an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to bring you what God has given me. I do not take that lightly. I don't like just throwing someone the word of God and have not been in it myself. I need to know it for myself before I give it to you. So I spend long hours in the word of God making sure I get so you can have. And that's what we're supposed to do. If he's freely giving it to me, I'm freely giving it to you. So we need to give it to others. So make up your mind tonight what you really want. Don't just come up in here and excite it the first day and say, oh, I'm going to get me a certificate. It's going to be so good. And then you wane off of it. You slowly decline. Instead of going higher and higher, precept upon precept, you go lower and lower. And then all of a sudden you say, well, I don't want to do it no more. That just don't make no sense to me. Because everything that's being taught concerning God, you need it more than you need anything because that's going to help you get through what you're going through. Um, I would briefly go over what we went over, but that's part of the test, so I cannot do that. (laughs) And some people probably say, go over it, go over it. And then some people say, nope, it's not fair because we came in early. We took our test. Why give them something? And we didn't get it ourselves. So the ones that were not here, Sister Nice made the announcement that when we say you're going to have a test, you can come in early to take the test before we go into the class. So we normally start at 7. You can get here at 6.30 when we announce the test to take the test. If you think you can take it in 15 minutes, come on in at 7.45, but 6.45. But if you're not through with it by 7 o'clock, that's just it. So 630 would be a good time to come in and take it. So tonight what I want to go over briefly and then I let the ones take the test that's in the house. That's in the house. We thank God for what's in the house. Amen. It's not that you were not told that you were going to have a test. Right. So it shouldn't be a surprise. We should be excited and we should be ready for the test tonight. What I want to go over. I want to go over another name of God. And the name that I want to go over is Adonai. Adonai. A-D-O-N-A-I. A-D-O-N-A-I. Adonai. And Adonai means Lord, Master. Adonai means Lord, Master. And when I say that, it just do something to me on the inside and bringing it on the outside. Adonai. He is Lord and he is Master. That means that we look at him For who he is. He is Lord and he is master. When you have someone that's Lord. They are your master. Meaning that you look at them that way. It's not that we are slaves unto him. Because you know he brought us out of bondage. So we're no longer in slavery. But we look at him as our owner. We look at him as our owner. He owns me. The day that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are no longer your own. And I think that's where the church miss it. We think that we can serve him and serve ourselves as well. We think we can serve him and go out there and live any kind of way. We think we can serve him and not make our bodies a living sacrifice. He owns us, y'all. 
He owns us. That's what Lord and master mean. And when we recognize him as our Lord and master, we're no longer our own. And this is why we go to him because we know that he is our owner. Our body belongs to him. It does not belong to us. So everything we touch, everything we taste, everything we do should be about him and not about us. So it's so important that we know him as Adonai. He is our Lord. He is our master. He is our owner. We don't own ourselves no more. And that's what we need to think about when it comes to salvation. He owns me. My husband don't even own me. God is first in my life. First and foremost, I don't own him. He belongs to God first and foremost. We are one, but I don't put him before God because God is El El Yon in my life. He's the most high God. So when we know him by these names and we're reminded of who he is by those names, then we won't be putting anybody and everybody in a place they should not be in before God. If he's my owner and he's my master, I'm going to do what he tells me to do I'm not going to do anything opposite of what he says and this is why we have to submit to him being that he is our owner being that he is our lord being that he is our master you know way back then in slavery and some people's trying to make slaves of people even today even in the church you know we have this thing about racism and blacks against whites and you know how Whites try to put uh, black people in slavery, act like they're slaves. The church is doing the same thing. Because when you put people up under the law, it's just like being a slave, a slave to the law. So what we have to do when we know who we are and we know who we belong to, we're going to do things according to the way he would have them to be done. So he is your owner. He's your master. He is your Lord. And that's what we need to take the time out tonight and say he is Adonai. He is my Adonai. He is my Lord. He is my master. He is my owner. I don't own myself. He owns me. So whatever he says, that's what I'm going to do. That's what the slaves had to do. Back in those days, they called their um, owners master or yes, sir. Is that how they did it? You know, in Roots, you saw this, how they owned them. And they had to honor their masters. They had to honor their owners. They were slaves unto them. Whatever the master told them to do, that's what they did. They wouldn't go outside the master. They were afraid of the master. It's no fear when it comes to the church, when it comes to God. We have no fear of the one that owns us. We have no fear of him as being Lord, as being master, as being our owner. How do I know we have no fear? Because if we do fear him, we're going to honor him. We're going to do what his word tell us to do. And that's how it shows our ownership to him. Is this not good or what? See, when we really go over these names and we think about these names, we need to ask ourselves, God, am I seeing you for who you really are? Am I seeing you as being Adonai? Am I seeing you as being my Lord, my master, my owner? I don't own myself. You own me. So whatever you want, master, here I am to fulfill whatever you want me to do. So since I cleared that up, let me give you a scripture. Genesis 15. Genesis 15 
And this is talking about Abraham. And he was asking God a question because he did not have any children. And he was talking to God about it. And this was after um, he um, went to battle because of Lot. And after these things, the word of the Lord, when you see in the Bible, Lord, with all caps, that's Jehovah. That's Jehovah. When you see Lord in all big letters, that's Jehovah. Came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram Abram said, Lord, the Lord with lowercase, capital L, and all lower cases is Adonai. When you see Lord in the Bible with a capital L and the other letters that follow, O-R-D, in lower cases, that's Adonai. He said, but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? See, and I go childless, and the heir of my house is El, El what is his name? L-E-A, yeah. Eleazar, Eleazar of Damascus. I had to wait that I heard from Kathy and had to wait that I heard from Jennifer. I was hearing two different things, so I had to get my mind together to pronounce something. <laughs> so we see that he was speaking, but Abraham, but Abram said, Lord God. So what was Abram doing? He was recognizing him as his owner. He was recognizing him as his Lord, his master. So Abram knew who God was. So he was coming to God. Why would he go to God? Because he said, God, you're my Lord. You're my master. You're my owner. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm childless. Is somebody else in my house is going to be my heir. So he was going to him to talk to him about it because he was his Lord and he was his master. Do you see how Abram addressed him? And this is how we need to see God. When we go to God, we're going to him because we know who he is. We know him by his name. So when we call him out by those names, we waiting on him to answer us by that name. So we looked at Abram. Now go with me to Exodus, the fourth chapter. Exodus, the fourth chapter. And in Exodus chapter four, verse 10. Y'all know this is when God was speaking to Moses and God was getting Moses ready to go back to see Pharaoh. And then this is what Moses said to God. Then Moses said to the Lord, remember, Lord in all caps means Jehovah, Yahweh. Oh, my Lord. See that other Lord is a lowercase L. Um. Not a lowercase, but a capital L and all the other letters that follow is lowercase. That's Adonai. Then Moses said to the Lord, then Moses said to Jehovah, oh, my Adonai, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So he was recognizing him again as who? Adonai. So Moses was recognizing him as Adonai. Abraham recognized him as Adonai. So I want to ask you guys, do you recognize him as being Adonai? Let's just take a minute. Not even a minute. I'll give you a second because you already know. Do we really recognize him for who he really is? 
Moses recognized him. Abraham recognized him. Go with me to Psalms, the eighth chapter. And I like this. This is from David. Psalms, the eighth chapter, verse one. Here we go again. O Lord, O Jehovah, O Jehovah, our Adonai. Listen at David. David is recognizing him as Adonai. How excellent is your name in all the earth who has set your glory above the heavens. Look how David recognized him. O Jehovah, our Adonai. How excellent is your name in all the earth who have set your glory above the heavens. He recognized him as Lord, master, owner. So if Abraham, Moses, and David, all three of them, there's three witnesses that's recognizing him as being Adonai, as being their Lord, as being their master, as being their owner, should not we be doing the same thing? Because it's written who he is, and this is how we should recognize him. But sometimes we don't think that he is our owner. We think we own ourselves. We think we created ourselves. But the Bible tells us that we didn't even create ourselves. God created us. God owns us. Our body don't belong to us. It belongs to God. And when you really think about that, we will check ourselves when it comes to our body and what we do with hearing things we shouldn't hear, tasting things we shouldn't taste, looking at things we shouldn't look at, handling things we shouldn't handle, going to places that we should not go. Why? Because this is God's body and you're carrying God all over the place that he should not be. So when we recognize him as Adonai, we're saying, oh, my Adonai, I don't want to do nothing that you would not have me to do. I don't want to go nowhere you would not have me to go. I don't want to look at anything that you would not have me to look at. I don't want to touch anything you would not have me to touch. You're my owner. You're my master. My body belong to you. I don't want to eat anything that you would not want me to eat. I don't want to go into gluttony. We need to repent. Repent tonight, y'all. Because I believe the church is going to gluttony. How do I know? Because we can go out to eat. And we can sit there, get one plate. Sit there and have a two-hour conversation. Go get the second plate. Sit there and have another hour conversation. Then they go to third plate. Thank God I backed off them plates a long time ago. I hold a conversation. Now I don't want it. And I say, don't give me no more of that. You hear the Holy Spirit say, you don't need no more of them pig feet, pig ears, hog maws, hog jaws, whatever you call it. Back it off. That's my body. I own that body. Put down that piece of pork chop. Somebody smacking their lips right now because you hungry. Y'all want it because I'm calling it out. So we see he is who? He is Adonai. So we got three witnesses. We got Abraham. We got Moses. We got David. So I want to show you in the word of God also where people were called my Lord. Go with me to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. And look at this. This is when um, Abraham saw 
the Lord appeared to him and he was feeding them. And when we look at, let's start at verse nine. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. So when she was saying my Lord, she was talking about her husband, Abraham. She referred to Abraham as her Lord. Now look at that word Lord there. All of it is lowercase. So when you look in your Bible, that is not talking about God. That's talking about someone that have rule over you. Someone that have headship over you and you consider them as your my lord meaning that you submissive unto them so sarah knew she was submissive unto abraham so she called him my lord she was speaking to her husband so you can say my lord when it comes to a husband but that husband is not god that husband is not above God. He's not Ananias. He may be called my Lord. You recognize in him. He have headship in this home. He have lordship in this home. But God is higher than he is. God is Elonah. He's my owner. God is the one that's my Lord and my master. So Sarah was referencing her husband as being my Lord. So you'll see that in the Bible. But you're going to see it all in lower case letters that's what you're going to see so this is why when you go through the bible when you see in words like this you need to look them up in the hebrew and see what the meaning of those words are but my lord here is not put above god we're not going to have nobody being our owner or being our master above god let's look at another one go with me to first samuel chapter 24 And this is dealing with David and Saul. And we know that Saul was after David for a good little minute. And David had the opportunity. I'm going to start at 1 Samuel 24, um, verse 4. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, the Lord, remember the all caps mean Jehovah, forbid that I should do this thing to my master. Now look who he's calling master. He's calling Saul his master. The Lord's anointed to scratch out my hand against him, seeing he's the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. David also arose afterwards, went out of the cave and called out to Saul saying, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed down. When I looked at that, I said, God, now you were saying nobody would bow down it, except to you. 
But then the Lord said, this is honoring him, Saul, for who he is. Saul is the king. So David was honoring his headship, his leadership as being a king. He was not putting him above God. He said, my Lord. He know he was under God, but he had to be submissive to Saul. So he was being submissive to Saul, and this is how he was humbling himself. Now I want y'all to think about it. Saul was out to kill David. He was out to get rid of David, but David bowed himself before Saul to let him know, hey, you can come and get me now, but I'm not going to touch you. So he was letting him know how still submissive he was to him, even though he wanted to kill him. That's why he bowed himself. He said, I'm humbly submitting myself unto you because even though I got anointed to be king, my time it hasn't come yet. So as long as my time ain't here yet, I'm still up under your authority, up under your rule. So he called him my Lord. So we have to understand the difference. Even if somebody that's in leadership do you any kind of way. Now I ain't going to say let them sit up there and shoot you. But if they do you any kind of way, you're supposed to still honor that position that God put them in. That's what David was doing. See, this is the problem with the church. Whether somebody do something or they don't do something to you, you still supposed to show honor where honors do. You still supposed to respect leadership. If their mouth is tore up from the flow up, you still supposed to uh, respect leadership and turn them over to God because God said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. It is not your place. To go out and talk about that leader and bring them down. You already killing them. Killing them with your mouth. What we supposed to do is pray for them. And this is what David did. After David did that, he said, and David said to Saul, why do you listen? Y'all, I want y'all to catch this. This here, I had to stop here. And David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men? Who say indeed David seeks your harm? Do y'all hear that? Why do you listen to the words of men? How many of us have listened to the words of men and judged somebody by the words of men instead of listening to God outside of what people saying? Let me say it again. Why do you listen To the words of men. Somebody in here need to hear this. Somebody's been listening to the words of men. And putting down their leaders. Because you listening to what somebody else is saying. You ain't been in there for yourself. But they're saying it to the point it sounds like it's true. And I'm here to tell you tonight it's a lie. Somebody probably saying. Apostle somebody talking about you. Are you? (laughs) God has a way of doing things, doesn't he? I got to read that verse again. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got a testimony tonight on this one verse. Say, because she's going to read it again. Say, read it. Here I go. Why do you listen to the words of men who say, indeed, Apostle Amanda, indeed, some leader seeks you harm, seeks your harm. Ooh, that's hidden. Somebody talking. Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today in my hand 
in the cave and someone urged me to kill you. How many of us have been urged to do the person like they done you? How many of us, and I wouldn't take that, I get them. How many of us been urged? How many of us been set off like a firecracker? I see some hands in the back. Set off like a firecracker. It's going off right now in here. Uh oh. Uh oh. But my eye spared you, and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord. Look at that. I called him my Lord again. My master, for he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see. Yes, you see the corner of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you. Know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand. And I have not sinned against you. Yet you hunt my life to take it. Let the Lord judge between you and me. And let the Lord avenge me on you. But my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancient says. Wickedness proceed from the wicked. David said I ain't wicked. But my hand shall not be against you. Now look at here. Y'all that was so good wasn't it? God is telling something. So we understand that Adonai, he is our master. He's our Lord. He is our owner. We understand that in the Bible, you will see Lord all in caps. That's Jehovah. That's Yahweh. Then you will see Lord with a capital L and the rest of the letters are lowercase. That's Adonai. Then in the Bible, you will see Lord again and all the letters are lowercase. That is not dealing with God. That is dealing with somebody that is over someone else. Like Sarah, she um, acknowledged in Genesis 18 that Abraham, he was her Lord. Her husband was her Lord. She called him my Lord. David called Saul his Lord, his master, because he knew he had rulership, headship over him. So I pray that you learned the difference. And that's Adonai. To God be the glory. Now, we will take the test, but I want to ask somebody tonight, because God was hitting up in here. Is there someone... That want to talk about Adonai what you have learned. Or do you have a testimony concerning what I just went over. Don't all come at one time. It's only one mic. Is there anyone? Come on class. We're going to have some participation. Nobody's moving. Okay. Nobody have a testimony dealing with Adonai. Okay. Did the did the scripture speak? Oh, come on, Jennifer. This brings back um, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, when um, when flesh should have wanted to take revenge on somebody for I mean somebody hurt me terribly. And, but I didn't do it. 
And what I realized, and of course I didn't know the name at the time, but I knew that God was going, the one to take care of me. And so I see Adonai like, and it, Lord, yes, but Lord, that you love me so much, I belong to you and you're going to take care of me. And so um, this person even said to me one time, I know that y'all talk about me. And, you know, like that we talk, get together and talk. And I said, no, we don't. And we did not. And, you know, it never came up. Um, all the ministering was done to help me get over the situation. And so, you know, I, what I learned in that, going through all that was, Lord, what, am I, what do I need to learn from this? Not what did, you know, why ain't so-and-so, why ain't you get them or that kind of thing. But it's, what are you doing in me to get me where I need to be? And so it's a good feeling instead of saying like somebody lords over you, that's a good kind of lord because he loves us better than we could ever love ourselves. And so if he loves us that much, he's going to take so much more better care of us. Amen. Is there anyone else? Okay. This reminded me of when I was younger, um, I was in a relationship where um, I dealt with a lot of abuse, and um, I always, as I got older, I always wanted to say, I'm going to get them back. Some kind of way, I'm going to get them back. But um, I learned to be quiet and just, you know, I would always have it playing in my mind, but I just wouldn't, I would just wait. And then now, even now, under Apostle's teaching, um, I have learned to not only just leave it alone, to actually forgive for my sake. Amen. my master. I feel like um, this is where he has me right now and I was just sharing a conversation with Marquisha yesterday um, um, where me, I have this thing where and I did learn that it is pride where I feel like, you know, if I've done my best to do right by whoever and then they do something, you know, that hurt me or, you know, something that I don't approve of eventually and in some form or fashion I'll hold a grudge. Like, and I might not want to say much to you, you know, because I, I, after that, it's like I don't have much to say. I don't know what else to say, you know, because once again, it's pride. You know, I'm like, I feel like I've done X, Y, and Z for you, or I would never have done X, Y, or Z to you. And then for you to do this to me, you know, that hurt me, you know. So, I, I like I said, I learned that it's pride. But um, I feel like the Lord has me in a place where, you know, where he's humbling me, and regardless of what anybody do to me or say, that, you know, it is not my place to hold a grudge against them, and I have to learn how to forgive. Amen. Um, so, so that's where he has me, and, you know, whether I was right, wrong, or indifferent, I have got to come to the place of, you know, like you say, apologizing anyway. It's not about who's right or wrong, but it's about just keeping, you know, keeping that peace, um, peace of God between yourself and anyone else, you know. Amen. You. So I thank God for the word and I'm grateful for his teachings. Um, and that's it. Amen. 
Is there anyone else before we pass out the test? The test. Somebody say, bring on the test. Come on, Sister Niece. Mr. Bryant, can you get the test out the office while Sister Niece is up? Remember, no notes for your test. None. I just wanted to say, uh, since I've been here, I've uh, changed a lot. I have overcome some things. But I was like Tiffany. And God is still dealing with me. It's like when I love you and cling up to you and hope, you know, I just, I'm a type of person, I'm a giver. I give anybody anything I got. But when I hold on to you and love on you and know I ain't did nothing to you and all of a sudden me and you get into this big fuss and I'm sitting here saying where this come from and this, that, and the other. And sometimes it does overwhelm you, but I've learned it come from other hurts too. So I'm learning to, I used to, when you would make me upset, I would walk around and wouldn't even speak to you. I just, somebody told me I don't win a year without speaking to them one time. And that was Nay. When me and her had our talk, we, I hope she don't mind me telling, but when me and her got over what we were going through, she said, Sister Nisa, do you know you walked around and wouldn't talk to me if it was about a year nay? <laughs> but they say longer. They say longer. But, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to let go and let God deal with the situation instead of me trying to do it myself. And I ask God to say, you know, whatever's in my heart, God, please take it out because it's hard. But nothing is too hard for God, but it's too hard for Denise. So I'm learning that if when you do me wrong and you hurt me, I still supposed to love you. The one thing I have learned and I have saw in Apostle, in Apostle, it is that she see good in everybody. And sometimes when I was walking, with me walking along beside her, I would say, what in the world? How can you do this? That's not them, Sister Denise. That's not them. It's a spirit working on the inside of them. And she just, she loves on everybody. And I'd be saying, how in the world? But now I know it's not her, it's God. And I know how much God means to her. And she would never want to do anything to hurt God. Even though we get hurt. But if we let God handle it and come in, he'll come in and uproot the hurt. And he'll come in and help us that agape love that we need on the inside of us. And some of us say we have it. But I, I say, I'm going to talk about me. I thought I had it, but I don't. But God is working on me. And I just want to draw closer to God and have the attributes of God. Because when we're in the world, that's what people look for. Even with Christians, they look for us to show love no matter what the situation is. Amen.
I used to go through a lot on my job, and um, I remember a time I called pastor. Remember, called I was in tears, and because I was being harassed. If you don't, I work at the hospital, so either you be a part of the clique that's like you were saying, like example, sitting at a table, or you just talking or picking on certain people that get picked out to be picked on. If you're not a part, if you don't participate in it, you become the target. And God was raising me up to be better than that. And even some people who had authority over me, they um, participated in some of this stuff. And some of this stuff, I, I got this, anyway, I got in trouble for some stuff. And um, uh, where I found myself at, what rescued me was First Peter 2.19. Um, no, I'm sorry, two, it starts at... Um, 13, where it says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to king as supreme or governors or as to them that are sent by him as for punishment of evildoers or for praise of them that do well. For it is the will of God with well-doing, you be put to silence of the ignorance of foolish men. As for Wait a minute. As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God, honor all men, love brotherhood, honor the king. And this is the part that really, I had to hit this one every day to be that humble, submissive person that God needed me to be, was servants be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. For it is thankworthy if a man for conscience sake toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Because it's easy to suffer. What that meant to me, it was easy to suffer if I did something wrong. Yeah, I did this and I shouldn't have done it and I got to endure my punishment. But when you have done nothing and you're just suffering for the Lord's sake for him to raise you up to be what he would have you to be, um... God is going to cushion you. Mm -hmm. And things that happen will roll off your back like a duck's back. It won't even phase you. And sooner or later, when the tables get turned and this person starts to go through turmoil, they saw that light of God. They know that it was God. Just like the woman, oh, I'm going to tell something. The woman of divination, she knew where the glory of God was. And they know. They know I had a friend, um, but she it, they, this lady, this couple was friends with my parents, my mom and my dad, and he passed away recently. I called her Saturday. I've never called this woman before. I looked up online, found a phone number, and I called her, and she was surprised to hear from, it, from me. And I, um, I hadn't seen her husband in over 20 years, I, probably 30, 40, I don't know. But anyway, I, I asked her, could I pray with her? And what she said was, where do you go to church? People know. That's my. Amen. That's my. First Peter, two eighteen. It'll, it'll help you. Amen. I was just asking you to. You were on my heart to tell you to come up here, and you walked up here on your own. So that's God. I'm here because this is my dry place right now. And you're feeding me. And 
It's confirmation. Amen. And I thank you. I enjoy it. And I'm just here and praising the Lord, loving the Lord, and loving his word. Amen. To That's God it. be the glory. I want to say next Tuesday, everybody listen carefully. This is your assignment. From when we started Clem, from up to, not tonight, what I taught on tonight, but up to LL Yon, you're going to have five minutes to teach us what you learned from up to that point. Everybody got it? Everybody got it. What I, everybody understand where I'm coming from, Brother Willie? So you're saying when you start to clean, you start teaching them this time here? No, on discipleship, where I started from in the beginning. Years no. <laughs> if you want to go years back, you go ahead. No, the discipleship class that we just started. You got it? Everybody understand from the time we started discipleship class on ending at LL Yon, you got five minutes to teach us in this room what you have learned. Everybody got it? However you want to do it, but I want to know what you have learned from that point to LL Yon. I just want to just share um, this. When I um, think of Adonai, um, I think of him as being my Lord and my master because from the standpoint that I I was bought with a price, that I belong to him, my life belongs to him. So whenever I pray to God, sometimes I call on, I say Adonai to acknowledge that he's Lord of my life. And to me, it's a place of, um, brings usual humility. When you pray to God, when you talk to God, saying that you are my Lord and you are my master. Because, because he purchased me, he purchased my life uh, with the blood, with the blood of Jesus. So that's why I say Adonai, my Lord and my master, humbling myself, saying that my life belongs to you and everything, all my dependency is on you my Lord, and my Master. Amen. If everybody is through with their tests, you can bring them up, and we'll have the deacons to come up and um, do the offering, or you can leave your offering, but we are finished for tonight. Um, I'll take the paper. Yes, Nay, Renee. Yes, all the way back up to where we started in discipleship class up to L.L. Yon. Not tonight, up to L.L. Yon. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.